All right, folks, welcome back to another episode, another episodic adventure with your pals at Mostly Ghosted. Welcome back. How you doing over there, Ray? Not bad. How about you? Eh, not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. We got a uh, nice, wonderful guest with us, fellow fellow podcaster and webcaster out there. Um, the great Kimberly O'Connor. You know what I mean? We're going to crack into that in a little bit here. Uh, known for, of course, you know, uh, for the Black Lotus Media uh, Network type deal. You know, they do some shows over there talking about a lot of cool stuff. Um, and she's also uh, dabbled a little bit in that medium life. Like my uh, my partner in crime over there, Ray. Dab, you know, he's a, I don't know, you don't dabble really in the medium life. It's you are or you aren't, right? That's it. Yeah, that's right, brother. We need to get a t-shirt made up. Mostly ghostly style t-shirt. So, you know, how's things been with Ray? Been all right? Uh, they've been going along. Yeah. I hear you. Things are starting to kick up a little bit. Getting busier and stuff. COVID's breaking, so... The film things are starting to kind of... The waves are starting to turn. And uh, ripples, we're seeing ripples in there, so it is what it is. You know, anybody out there wondering, uh, I think a couple weeks back, there was an issue where uh, we didn't have an episode. Don't, no, don't fret, don't ever worry. Uh, if, you, if, if we skip a week, we're not stopping or anything. Uh, if you go to the page, you'll be, you'll be hosted and gifted uh, an episode from yesterday's past. You know what I mean? A nice little Hall of Fame, if you will, uh, so you can stay... So if you haven't if you haven't got that listen to that one yet, then you'd be hearing it for, fresh for the first time. You know what I mean? Um, so you know, without without further ado, we have our guest with us. So we're gonna bring her on in, and now uh, here we go. So folks, Kimberly O'Connor in the building, Black Lotus Media Productions, coming all the way from Ohio. Damn, oh joy, oh joy, oh Skippy! Do I like the fact that we get to get paranormal and all these cool folks from all over the good old US of A. It's where the, uh, we've had a lot of cool guests from all over and we're all going to combine powers one day in the future. Kimberly. Hi. How are you doing over there? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Good. We got my co-host Ray over here as well. That's right. Hey, Hey, how you going? How's it going? Doing good. So we were just doing a little introduction to the show, warming people up a little bit uh, in, in the digital waves. But uh, since we got you here, why don't we add you to the conversation? You know what I mean? I see what you mean. I, I like that. So, Kimberly, you yes. know, where did it all get started for you in this whole kind of... Uh, <sighs> yeah. Started very young. I mean, I thought everybody could see and hear everybody that I could, but I was wrong. I mean, to the point to where I was when I was a little kid that, you know, I was uh, actually threatened to be taken to the uh, to a head doctor. That if I didn't stop talking to these people and I had to actually be explained actually to what they were talking. My mom was talking about because my mom and my stepdad was, you know, if you don't stop 
talking to nobody, you know, we're going to have to take it to the hospital, take it to the hospital, have you see this head doctor. You know, I was eight years old at that point because that's when I moved back in with my mother. Yeah. And, um, I thought everybody could, I mean, I thought everybody could hear and see the same that I could because I thought it was a normal thing. And I mean, it really is a normal thing, but, um, just not everybody, I guess, is in tuned, and I didn't know that. Not at eight years old, anyhow. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder how many poor kids that ha- that that are gifted with it are are you know go through with it and get go to the go to the head doctor and get zapped out and you know medicated they, medicated, which is you know the same deal, right? You know? I mean, this and I'm giving my age away, but that's cool. Um, this was back in the '60s. That was a good time. The sixties were a good time for uh, for music and free love, but it was a bad time to be involved with the medical field on the other side of the table. You know what I mean? I mean, hell, it's to be honest, um, things didn't really become open until about honestly about I want to say honestly about fifteen years ago. I'd say right around the time uh, the paranormal shows hit the TV waves and it started to get more common and more accepted and more talked about and more loved, you know what I mean, and interesting to certain folks. Right. Same thing with the UFO communities and yep. everything. Everything started opening up basically about the same time. Why do you think that? I think that they're because people uh, aren't afraid anymore of like being uh, objected to, you know, criticisms, or do you think that it's just that? Because everybody else, you know, because the, the, the government or the people, you know, back in the day, certain people, you'd hear rumors of certain societies killing off people that would talk about this stuff. You know, there was definitely more of a fear back in the day of talking about the things we talk about. Oh, definitely more fear back in the day. And um, if you even go back further than that, you got the witch hunts. Right. You know, so, yeah, I mean, that goes straight back. But, uh as far as your question goes, uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people put down uh, social media, but I think social media is what actually allowed everybody to come forward and realize that they're not alone in any of this and that, they, that you know, that there is more people out there that have experienced, have witnessed, have gone through the same, and it's it's a place where you can talk about and, you know, communicate with others about the same issues. Yeah. No, I agree. It's the, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a great argument within social media, you know, but there, there's some positive exactly. and they're negative too, you know. Ex- ex- absolutely. It's, uh, it's a weird thing because, you know, you get in there I think it's almost like a tool. It's going to be used as a tool in the future where like you get in there and you, a lot of people rely on social media for, you know, communicating with people for, you know, a lot of people, you know, those likes and all that, all that, that fake love that people get on the book. Like that, I think that that means something to them. And if they were ever to pull that, um, let's say Facebook went away and there was no substitute. I mean, there would be a substitute for financial reasons and marketing that to be able to have that. But, but, as far as like the human psyche is at this time, like pulling that away from it is almost like, it'd be like, it'd be like giving somebody uh, a security blanket. It's like taking away the security blanket almost. Most, a lot of definitely. People, 
I think a lot of people would be kind of lost without without the social media now. Now that it's already kind of sunk it, sunk its well, in the brains, you know what I mean? Well, and, and it's kind of like people like me, like I, um, and, and it's because of how I grew up, I guess, because being different, being labeled as different, being isolated. So I kind of uh, went with that. I, I what I did was. Um, I grabbed books. Books became my best friend. People didn't become my best friend because I knew I was different. So I would read everything that came to that, that I wanted to know things about and everything became, started becoming full circle. Like one thing connected to the other, everything connects. Yeah. And, um, it just, everything started falling into place like that. But, as far as uh, the initial question, and that goes, um, yeah, social media, if that was taken away, you would have so many people having, like, withdrawal symptoms, and not meaning that um, it would be like a, a total society uh, breakdown. I mean, we already seen what it was like with the virus initially, yeah. how people were reacting. Now, just imagine if there was no social media, what it would be like. It would be much worse. Yeah, and social media can be used as a a beautiful thing with that. You know, I know, like, to take, for instance, the Texas, I believe it was Texas earlier this year, the last year they had that really bad snowstorm that they never really, they never, they don't right. get them, so they weren't ready for it. I mean, granted, they did lose their electricity, but, like, you know, social media... Is one of could be one of the only tools that could kind of get the people that can't get, you know, regular media. Media. Uh, there's certain life hacks. I know that there was life hacks going around about like um, if you made a fire and put like a planting pot over it, like the planting pot would for heat. The clay, yeah, the clay would stay warm, so it'd be a way to get heat. There's little right. like life, yeah. There's life hacks that people could be learning <clears throat> now. I think they should be learn definitely trying to learn all that stuff now in K four. Yeah, but in the same respect, they never needed it before. They absolutely never needed it before. Right. Where in Ohio, we have all of that. You know, we it's that's a natural thing for us to have snow from hell. Oh yeah, us too. We're over in Boston, so yeah, we're all about that. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys know too. We wear that bad weather on our sleeve. Right. 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 But yeah, social media is a very interesting thing. So I know, you know, when do you remember how you were very young when you first started, like being able to kind of hear from people, you know what I mean? Right. Um, was it first voices or was it visual things? Like it was voices. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people will recognize that because um, you'll get your name called and there's nobody there. Yeah, that's and then you wonder who is it, you know, and and it, it just started building from there. And like I said, as I grew older, I wanted to know more. Why is this happening? And nobody, you know, nobody in my family had this. And I was like, like isolated. Like I said, again, isolated, kind of standoffish from the rest of them because I was different. Right. I mean, I was even to the point to where, you know, as I grew older and that and started learning and um, learning how to use the, the tool 
of communication to the other side as well. I was even approached by a church that people where people knock on the door on Sundays or whatever, mm-hmm. want you to come to church. I was not, my door was knocked on and they were asking me questions. I said, well, if you're going to ask me questions, let me ask you some too. That's only fair. So when I started asking them questions, I was shocked when they said, can we ask you not to come to our church? I'm like, wow, that's a first. Yeah, you could ask me not to come to your church, but why are you afraid? And then they were calling me the devil and things like that. Only because of ignorance. They feel that only those of high importance, those that are um, prophets, are able to speak to the other side. We all are able to speak to the other side. You just have to tune in and listen. You have to, you know, you have to be open enough to receive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you feel that everybody has a little bit of, like, the, the, the empath the, in them? Or do you th- they have to unlock spiritually? Or do you think that it just certain people have it and that's it? It's a wrap. Um, I've, did, I've done readings. Everybody has it. It's just... If it's your agenda to be able to do it, then then you will. If it's not, then it's just not part of you right now. It's up to the person. It's up to the individual. Truth. Yeah, me and Rave often talk. To, he raised raise a medium, and he yeah. feels that he feels I'm sensitive to it as well. I would never like say that I am because I'm not officially ordained. I'm not the ordained minister of saying that. Ray is though, so I'll <laughs> accept that. Um, but I, I, I get the feel like I get, you know, I can, I feel like I can feel people's emotions and stuff and I can, you know, the name Impact. thing, I've heard my name before uh, at sure. work and stuff like that. Like, and it wasn't somebody calling me, you know what I mean? Great. Great. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a uh, it's, it's very interesting stuff. You know what I mean? And I, have you ever, when you were younger, did you have any close encounters with, with, with dying or anything like that? Cause I know in certain situations you hear a lot of that. Uh, I had a near-death experience. I was pushed into a swimming pool, and I was, yeah, I was pulled out at the very last minute. Friends of mine thought that I could swim, and I could not. And But it was the most peaceful, and I remember that. It was the most peaceful feeling after the initial, you know, struggling to try to get up, just give, you know, just, just give up. And I remember just seeing the lights and that, and, yeah, it was just very peaceful. So I'm thinking, if I was to ever die, probably that would be the way to go other than in my sleep. Yeah. Yeah, we think that feeling is the feeling of not having to pay your bills anymore. I don't even think about that. I mean, it's just the of the giving up of the heaviness of the body. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you think that the, the near-death experience uh, plays a factor in people being able to be op- more opened up to that, I mean, it, re- it makes sense on paper. Physically, mentally, spiritually, I think it makes sense all across the board. How do you feel? I think it's a trigger. Yeah. I definitely think it's a trigger. It's something that, that'll make you think a little more in depth about, for sure. Yeah. Ray, we've talked about that before, right? Me and you? Uh, yes, we have. Yeah. It's one of those... It's one of those things, you know, but yeah, I think, I think everybody's kind of in tune to it. I think that 
it's one of those things. There's good things and there's bad things that are born in everything, born in every like with everybody when they're born and they grow. They can grow and they can stay the same um, size. Um, and I think that's like one of those things. Um, I think that like you know, human the human person is a you know how we only use a certain percentage of our brain. I think you know we only use a certain percentage of our spirituality and stuff like that. And, um, you know, if we could unlock more, it'd be cool to see how deeper we could go with it. You know, uh, I think it all depends, basically. I didn't grow up in a religious family. So, you know, uh, I, I, I think if you're spoon-fed a certain religion, you think a certain way, and that's it. Right. And uh, the dogma to that is kind of bad, I think. I mean, but that's my way of thinking. I'm more open, and maybe it's because I am more open to everything, too. You know, that's just my perspective of things. But I think that there's a bigger, there's a broader um, spectrum, let's say, than what the narrow uh, religion is showing. I mean, I just did a, I just found a piece uh, about how in the Vatican alone, there's 50 miles worth of documentation that's hidden away from the the public. Why in the hell hide it if that's what the hell you're teaching? Right. If that's what you're sh- you're supposed to be, you know, uh, telling the people about. There's no reason to hide 50 miles worth. It makes no sense. I think that's those are the the paperwork on where they had to move all the priests all over the world for, for the terrible things they do. I think now the, the Vatican's a very questionable deal because oh yeah, you know there's the, you, you the, the the whole darkness that everybody sees on the face of it, and then as you peel back the surface, it just gets darker and darker the deeper you get. Oh, yeah, it doesn't get lighter. It gets darker. I did a whole weekend worth of uh, research on the main church, the Vatican and the, the Basilica. Uh, yeah, it, it started out dark to begin with. It didn't get lighter as it went on. It's, go, you know, and like the, 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 all the way to, the, you know, killing people off, like, they get that they have a clan, like a like a, a, a spotless image because they hide behind the religion thing, you know. But they're just as bad. As yeah, the absolutely. Society of you know folks. Well, I mean, they were even labeled a whorehouse by their own uh, by their own leaders at some points. Well, there was. I remember hearing something recently about uh, there was some some nuns that came out. And they said that, like, nun life was horrifying. Nun life, it was like, per, they were personal, like, sex slaves. Like, they were groupies yeah. for the priests. Yeah. There's no, I mean, they, they're not preaching anything that, that they're doing. They're, it's just, basically, they're preaching the opposite of what they're doing. What do you think happened there? You think the devil got into the church? I don't know. Take a look at how it's built. What's it look like? It looks like a serpent, and then oh, everything on the inside looks demonic. Yeah. Are you, are you a believer in the devil? I believe there's a dark side and a light side. There's a yin and yang and everything. There's a balance. Yeah, there it is, balance. I love that word. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, we often we've had people on the show before that you know they they say that they they don't believe in a devil. They believe in a god, but they believe the devil is more of just like a boogeyman created to keep everybody in line. Yeah, well, I'm not. Uh, I'm. <laughs> I don't fall into everybody's dogma. I don't fall. I. I. I'm not. <laughs> I don't. Um, how do I put it nicely? I just. I just don't. Uh, I. I sometimes don't. Uh, I don't choose things that everybody else does. I kind of go my own way. Yeah. Because um, it's just how it is. I mean, instead of going, you know, if you if you are always a follower and never a leader, then that's just you're you're just always going to be that. Yeah, that's all you're ever going to know, unless you find uh, unless you forge your own path and look for something different. Then you know everybody's going to have the same answers. True, it's like a cook, like every cookie cutter type stuff, you know. You go. Yeah, I did not come from a cookie cutter by no means of the word. I am not vanilla. We like um, like a nice mix of vanilla and chocolate. You know what I mean? I like the sprinkles too. Sprinkles are nice. Cherry dipped. I'm getting back in the cherry dipped as I get older. I used to love it as a kid. Um, Dairy Queen's up and open, and now they're sponsoring the show. They're going to sponsor our show. We get free ice cream. Cool. Cups. Very awesome. Ain't that cool? That's yeah, so cool. That, is. That's ice cream cool. Ray how, yeah. feel, Ray, how do you feel about that? You talking about Dairy Queen or the rest of it? Uh, Dairy Queen. <laughs> did you get your check yet? No, I didn't, I didn't see any check. It's coming. Oh, boy, you're going to love that check, Ray. Oh, boy. Um, then you guys can really chillax. That's right. We'd be chillaxing for shizzle. You ain't lying. But yeah, Ray, what was your take? The, the, the serious stuff we're talking about there, not that Dairy Queen. <laughs> but that can be serious on a hot day. That's some serious stuff right there, too. Yeah. I think that uh, most religions, uh, the larger establishments, as they exist today, through the generations, they've been corrupted because humans have run it. They become institutions. They've gotten caught up in power. And many believe that they're above the common person. And I think that has been their downfall over over time. Many of the teachings worldwide, and when I say religions, I'm not just saying uh, like uh, Judaism, Muslim, uh, Islam, and Christianity. I'm also taking a look at Hindi, and I'm taking a look at a variety of them, that uh, once you become that institution and you're self-perpetuating, then you've lost your original vision. Because almost every single one of them, and depends on whether you believe in it or not, but one fact is is true, whether it be Buddha or whether it be the Christ or Muhammad, they were all built by outsiders. If you look at their life, they challenged the norm. Mm. And they went against things. And then around that, was built the institution, and that's when it became corrupted. Who do you who do you guys think's to blame the the, per, the person on the rise or the person who's supporting them and pushing them into that position? Uh, one is the other. There's got to be well, there's got to be a chicken before the or what is it a hen before the egg or whatever the term. There's got to be a 
which which came first situation? What do you think came first? You know, because the, the guy the guy's ego, but you could have been could have been created by these people saying you're going to be so great, you're going to be so great. You know, I tend to think that the the problem became when they attempted to become organized, and that's where just the human nature of some people and the egos of some people decided that um, I know better or I have the right interpretation. Or if we do this, it's the right way to do it. And they started, uh, that just spiraled. And they collected other egos and other powerful people around them to kind of form the institutions and create create the dogma and modify the dogma. Um, I was looking recently at several uh, different alternative scriptures and uh, that have been banned. Mm-hmm. by the church and uh, there's the gospel of mary magdalene the gospel of judas my favorite is the gospel of thomas i was rereading that um and they were all thrown out they didn't fit what they wanted to teach so the exactly. freedom of the freedom of idea and interpretation uh that just went out the window it all became about rules and following your leaders and not about what the idea is behind the teaching and that was the downfall when these power-hungry people basically got decided that they were going to lead the right way and they were going to make every, sure everyone else is going to follow a certain way. Yeah. And that, that corrupted uh, any good teachings that came out. It's true. I mean, even God says, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, worship man, you know, or follow man, or however, the, however the saying goes. Um, I think that they had their, you know, the fact that they, the forgiveness thing that's so easy. I think that they, they can fall into sin easily. You know what I mean? Because if they know, they know that realistically the way the Bible's taught is you could do the most despicable stuff in the world. But as long as you, when you come to that point, you have the right, you know, it's within your heart and you actually feel it and mean it, that you're sorry for these things and that you want forgiveness, that you can be forgiven. I think that's a weird line right there. You know what I mean? Uh, getting back to the mediumship, I have a, I have a question. Um, yeah. You were talking about uh, mentioning that uh, whether anybody can do it. And, uh, okay, I agree. I believe that it's anybody is capable. They just have to awaken to it. Right. right. And my other question is, do you think, and I already have my answer, but do you think you can teach it? Um, I think... I think as far as uh, teaching or awakening, I think that I think it's better if it's actually natural. Does that help you? Okay. The reason I asked that is there was, I used to run uh, workshops. Okay. And granted, the people that would go to the workshops would naturally be those inclined to want to develop it or at least partially open, want to learn more. Yeah. And the workshops basically were to open people up. And that includes breaking down the way the mind works, the conditioning of society. So that uh, probably I'd say a better than 90% of the people went by time they had left were communicating with their ancestors or those in spirits. Yeah, if there's a guidance, but I mean, it's actually not for everybody because not everybody's going to do okay. And what I what I mean by that is, uh, 
uh, how do I explain it? Not everybody will try to use it for good. Um, I agree. Having having training in a variety of disciplines, um, I I agree with that. I also think that what some people don't realize is it can shake up your life because everything you thought oh, you knew, sure. oh, everything yeah. you thought you knew, suddenly doesn't apply. Absolutely. So be absolutely. Prepared. Be prepared because you're about to have your world turned upside down. Yeah, you're just you're just starting over again. Because nothing will look the same. Nothing will, you'll never look at everything the same as what you once did. You'll question every single thing that you thought you knew. Oh, definitely. And then at a point, I actually, I mean, I don't know about you, Ray, but I actually got angry because why is, why was this not the norm? Why was this not the norm? Why was this not the way of being taught at the very beginning instead of being blinded by a bunch of garbage, being taught garbage? Well, if you go back and uh, you look in a lot of Aboriginal cultures, yeah, it was the norm. Yeah, in a lot, yeah. And that, and and people look at those as being uh, people that are behind in times when, in fact, they are ahead of times. Oh, definitely, I agree. I've been fortunate enough to, um, know, like I said, I took a variety of different paths at different times in my life. Partly because this ability woke me up, and I was searching uh, to look beyond what was. Uh, the standard of the norm and I was lucky uh, in my life to have known on part Native American three medicine men two elders actually four four of them uh, two of the elders have now have now passed and had uh, worked and studied with them and uh, actually my best man at my wedding uh, who is still here was a medicine man for a local tribe and what that did was open my eyes a lot to how things have been taught to us that are not true and right. what the great world that is out there available to us. Right. And the, where the rest of us, you know, is, you know, and it's the cultures. That's the thing. The cultures that stayed true <laughs> to their cultures of teaching and ways of teaching those are the ones that are so awesome in every way. Um, and the rest of us are the ones that are behind times that lack that. Yeah, the rest of us are playing catch up. Yeah, and they keep a lot, they keep so much that, uh, so much of that out of mainstream um, education where it should be part of the education instead of just hearing about, you know, um, about native Americans in general, they should have native Americans come in teaching the classes. Getting the, getting the information firsthand. But I think they fear that. There was a place, uh, there was a place in Northern New York and Fonda that was run by uh, one of the clan of the Mohawk. 
uh, Tom Porter is their medicine man. Um, he's still with us. And they used to, they have 450 acres. They used to have an event uh, where it was called an immersion. And you could go, you would live with them for two weeks. And you would not only get the teachings, you would take care of the animals, you would take care of the earth, you would break bread with them, um, everything. And you were totally immersed in it. And it became life-changing because it was you didn't have tv you didn't have social media or anything you live for those two weeks they would live the old ways and you would live with them and it, as it you're really speaking uh, you a lot. yeah as you're speaking about this it's uh it's affecting my chakras because it's like yeah this is you know this is what should have been going on all along this is what should have been taking place and not not as we know things like i said it's we're we actually we're taught backwards oh that's that's because we uh have fell in fallen into the trap and social media is part of it uh regular media any institution that wants to control us can us cannot allow us to know that and to uh, take that path because they'll lose their control. Well, I think social media, just like I was telling uh, telling them that I think if, you know, it it's a good teacher for those that are looking for the right things. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> you know, we, you are like us in the way you have the privilege of being able to be a teacher yourself now via you know the podcasting and web show world uh a nice segue for black lotus media productions you know to come into the old equation come into the conversation right i mean i was doing a lot of trying to help a lot of people i was doing a lot of uh healing touch therapy as well long time ago decades ago even and um but it it, it again it all goes back to I, I've always incorporated stones and crystals and plants into healing. Mm-hmm. And all of that goes full circle. And again, I collected those collected stones since I was a kid. So again, that was something else that just ran full circle as well. Yeah. Yeah, Ray's big into the stones too. I, I don't I don't know as much as I'd like to know about the stones, but uh Each keep, stone has their own property. Of course, of course. Do you keep a stone pouch on you? A satchel? I carry I have stones in my purse, I have stones in my car. I wear them, yes. I have them throughout my apartment. I like that. Yeah, Ray's got a good amount of them all over the place, too, as well as crucifixes. Ray's a crucifix, man. Um, you know, uh, so the Black Lotus Media Productions. Now, were you there from the ground level when it started out in 2017? Is this your baby? or are you No, no, I cannot claim that at all. I was got brought it. in by the guys. They were looking for somebody, and I was, I, I've known, uh, Damien Gray for some time now, and uh, him and Ralph, I guess they figured, you know, let's bring her in. 
So we've been friends for a while, and I've only been in there with them guys for about, uh, I would say, almost two months now. Yeah. All right, then. How you liking it? Oh, love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Was this your first venture into, like, the, the media platform of, you know, podcasting or web shows? Uh, no, I've done a lot of interviews. Yeah. Um, uh, I actually, the first one that I ever did was, uh, I it was actually, I fell into it by accident. This guy had on um, a show like you guys, and I was just typing in questions and answers and he was supposed to be a media, but yet he medium, and but yet he couldn't answer the questions that was being asked by the people that was on a site that he was interviewing, and or that was interviewing him. And I was typing in the answers, <laughs> and uh, he asked me to kind of stay on and help him the next session, and I did that too. And it kind of became something of a norm. And then all of a sudden he shut the platform down. And then I just started doing interviews. Who do you, who do you, who do you like to interview? Who did I inter- Who did I like to interview? Who's some, yeah, who's some of your favorite interviews? Uh, I've got them written down. Uh, I, I um, interviewed uh, Calvin Parker. He's a... Uh, uh, UFO contactee. Yeah, abductee. yeah. Um, let's see, Robert Salas. Yep. I've got a list. I can't even remember all the names. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I dig that. You know what I mean? It's um, it's one of those deals. You know, you get you get a, the, the, the interviews you did before were they like video interviews, audio, text form from the past? Both. Are they uh, archived somewhere? No, we. J- I just. I. I handwrite everything. I'm. You. S- I am terrible with technology. I'm old school. I longhand everything. So, yeah. Right, terrible. Quentin, Tarant- Quentin Tarantino longhand writes all his scripts yes. before he types. Oh, really? <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, great minds think alike. <laughs> Like his work, too. (laughs) Hell yeah, of course. So I know over there at the show, you guys do um, a lot of UFO talk, conspiracy, paranormal. Um, If if I was to ask you to bring up one of your favorite, maybe your most favorite UFO story that you love to hear or talk about, what (laughs) you have on the pops in mind? Yep. Ooh. (laughs) It's, 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 Kind of like an obs- there's like two of them. They're like obsessions with me anymore. <laughs> Those are the best it's, ones. Yeah, Montauk. Ooh, Project Serpo. Yeah, I get goosebumps with that. Um, yeah, the Philadelphia experiment. Yeah, yeah. We just did. We just we have another show on the network called Behold the Pill Podcast, where we talked about the uh, the Philadelphia experiment. Um, and I have an obsession with that. Yeah, I think we got a Montauk one coming up, don't we, Ray? He was, I think he was pitching. Ray was pitching off a Montauk, an official Montauk episode. You get into Stranger Things. I know that that was loosely based off of the Montauk project. 
Oh my god, dude! Like I, I was binge watching that like three over like three times. Yeah, yeah. You might yeah, want to get with Michael from uh, Dark Hour on that. Hell yeah! He, seriously, Dark Hour is good. Yeah, he knows a lot about Montauk. Yeah, is he a part? This a part? Is he a part of the network? He's part of um, the podcast on. Uh, he has his own Dark Hour. Is his? So it's like. Um, his, uh, yeah. On Black uh, Black Lotus, he's part. He's on the podcast as well. So is Black Lotus is the show right, or is that a production company that produces uh, like multiple podcasts? He has the Black Lotus has uh, he has Damien's got multiple podcasts okay. for that. Uh, it's the but the one that I'm on is called just Black Lotus. Um, yeah. uh, Dark Hour with Michael is a different. Um, he that's Michael's is Dark Hour. Mm-hmm. His is very his is wonderful too. Love his. Yeah, I'll have to check it out a little a bit more. So when oh, absolutely. What's your, so what what do you think happened? What do you think you happened with that one? The Montauk. With which one? Montauk? With Montauk, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, from what I understand there's a lot it's not as we know it to be as far as it's a, it's a conglomerate. Yeah. Um it's a conglomerate of things of situations and um oh Projects, I guess you would say. Um, yeah, yeah. I always like to talk about the, the big beastly creature that's running around out there. Oh my god, that's my, fa- can, that's my favorite tie into that one, dude. I can only imagine. I mean, and for it to be such a small, supposedly city or whatever town, mm. how did everybody not know about this? It blows my mind as to how it was not more widespreadly known. Well, I mean, we have to stay isolated. I've got so many questions. There's just so many questions. Those things manage to stay quiet somehow. Like in my neck of the woods down in Massachusetts, we have something called the Bridgewater Triangle. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's kind of like our own little Bermuda Triangle type situation. And yeah. it's, it's one of those things where, like, I didn't hear about it till like, my teen years. And I've, I grew up loving paranormal ghosts, all that stuff, just loving it right. to death. And I never heard about it. When I was in my teens, I heard about it. And I went to go investigate it. There's, there's two different types of people. There's people that go, I don't know about it, and I don't want to talk about it. And then there's people that go, you've never heard of that, and they tell you everything. But it, it's one of those weird things that, yeah, like, depending on who you talk to, it could be complete dead fish, or it could be like the greatest story you've ever heard in your life. You know what I mean? But, but stop and think about it. That's the same. Those are the same same two reactions you're gonna get with anybody with any subject matter you pull up. That's pretty true. That is pretty correct. You know, it goes back to that whole the fear. Yeah. The, the fear. Oh yeah. You there? You've got denial, which is fear. Oh know? yeah. You know, denial is fear. It's the root of it. The root of denial is fear. Absolutely. Now I know you. You guys also talk a lot of UFOs. What's your take on all these UFOs? They're they're releasing footage of nowadays. Like in the last year, they've released what, like three three different batches of UFO footage. Yeah, but the, um, me and Damien, as far as on Black Lotus, we're the only two contactees there is. Yeah. Um. 
as far as the footage goes, I don't. Th- and today, I, I this today or tomorrow, this supposed to be the um, the government supposed to tell all or whatever. That's not going to happen. No. That's. I mean, that was that was total bullcrap. Because I mean, if they were going to do that, they would have done it instantaneously. Why in the hell wait? What wait to whitewash everything, bleach everything out, sanitize it all? It made no sense. That just right there was right there was a perfect picture uh, to tell you not going to happen. And I believe you don't know. You're not going to find out any more than what you already know right now. They're saving it for the next big smokescreen. When they need to cover something up, they'll release more footage. They are only going to let you know. Matter of fact, stop and think about it. Yeah, people on the on social media show probably more than what you'll see from the government. Oh, for sure. People on social media know or have seen. I mean, in a total, more than what the government in that area have seen, and they're afraid of what they see. You don't see. And see, they they want to say. Oh well, we're trying to uh, suppress fear in the, you know, from the uh, from the mass and from the people. But who in the hell is running scared? It's the it, it, people are filming it. Nobody's running and you know, afraid. People are seeing this. They're they're filming it. You don't hear them terrified when they're filming it. It's not like back in the sixties, like when you know things. Were, no, it's. I'm not buying in. Well, even like social, you go back to social media for a second. There, Facebook's even put, getting locking down on certain things that you can show to go with that thing with the media being able to. Where now they do the, they do the, they put up the things so you can't see the picture or the article, and they say, well, we deem this to be not quite believable, so you might not want to look at it. I think it might. It'll, that will yeah. get heavier. You know what I mean in the future. I've had pictures of that I took of my. Uh, I took, had a picture that I took of my uh, took myself that I had uh, Mufon and a couple other groups um, authenticate, and the one guy found ten possibilities, and there's two that was very obvious that were crafts, but he found ten possibilities. And he red flagged them. Every time I posted that red flagged picture, it, it became gone on my computer. Yeah. Now figure that out. That's right. Pretty, yeah, they, 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 they can hand, If they could do that that easily, think about what else they can do with a little bit of That happened effort. three times. I know I don't even have that picture. I mean, I, I don't have the picture of the red flag. I have the original picture. But I don't have the picture where he had marked the red flags mm. on the um, possibilities. And what makes it so funny is the picture that I took, I was taking of uh, of the odd ice circles in Lake Erie, in the mm. Sandusky Bay. And um, I'll send you the picture after we're done. And uh, the craft was cloaked. It wasn't even, the, cra- the crafts were cloaked. They weren't even seen. Or I would have been taking hundreds of pictures. Yeah. Obviously. But the ice circles were odd because I, I'm one that would always go down to the lake in the bay to relax after I got off of work. I was down there 
nightly and I fished down there. So I knew the lake and the bay very well. These ice circles had never appeared before. I had never seen these ice circles. And I was, it was weird because I couldn't understand why nobody else was taking notice of these ice circles all over. They were all the same shape, but they were all in random places. It's not like they were on in currents because I know where the currents were. Hmm. So this made no sense. And I, I was shooting pictures, you know, and I saved one. I saved one picture. And this is the one that captured, you know, a couple of crafts. But I never even looked at this. I never, I didn't see anything until I downloaded it on my computer not long after. And that's when I seen that. And you say they were cloaked? They were kind of cloaked? They were not visible. Do you believe in the invisibility cloaks? Are you familiar with those? Sure. You think that that's something, you know, that they, they, were, they would use? Absolutely. If they don't want you to see them, that they'll use that. We're all in agreement that, that these, these UFOs and, and the government would be in cahoots together. They, they got to be on the same page with each other. Well, and not only that, but... Um, this is also the, this area is also near a nuclear power plant. Yeah, and it's also not far from NASA research Glen Glen Research Base in Sandusky. It's like right in between, and there's always black helicopters always around especially between one and four in the morning. I used to live out in the country. I seen and heard this all of the time. Yeah. It's out there in the deserts and the the open fields. Oh yeah. It's the best spots for that stuff. You know, don't forget the remote mountain areas. That's where I saw uh, twice. Twice I've seen them and it was in the mountains in remote areas. Yeah, me and Ray have both, we've had, you know, situation where we've seen some visitors, we felt some unidentified flying things ourselves. Now you said, was that the, was that the um, contact that you were talking about when you witnessed the, with those pictures or did you have uh, more contact? No, I, that's, I didn't have contact at that time. That was uh, at a different point. Yeah. 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 Um, my first time ever seeing a craft uh, with the naked eye was when I was like, I want to say about 14, 15 years old or 13, 14 years old. I had just gotten home from school and I was in the kitchen at the kitchen table making a sandwich or something to eat. And I just happened to look up out the window and it looked like the mothership. I mean, it was like a football and a half field long. Mm. It was huge. And it was I couldn't take my eyes off of it, so I was taking all mental details of it. And it was completely shiny, metallic, and it had, like, the windows wrapped all the way around it. There was no place underneath where there looked like there was any landing gear that could protrude out from underneath it. But, I mean, it just hovered there. There was no sound, and it was just, it looked like, it wasn't that far above the, um, like, telephone poles either. Yeah. It was, like, it was huge. 
But I, after taking all those details in, I turned my head just real quick to um, call for the lady that lived with us and turned my head back, and it was gone already. There was no sign of it. And I was kind of pissed about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're quick. You'll see some videos. Uh, some of the most believable UFO footage that I've ever seen is when they when it's a saucer or whatever it is. And then it's there, and it's the, all of a sudden it's not there. And then they slow down the footage to an incredibly slow speed where you can actually see it go up go up into the air really quick. So it's not yeah. disappearing, it's just zooming off. Yeah. Right. It's weird. You know, the, 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 I've, 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 I've thought I've seen some things a few times. Um, and the biggest thing that ever the closest I've ever been to one. I mean, I've been driving down the nowadays. It gets weird because of all the drones and stuff. You don't know what's what, but like right. I've, you know, in the, in the past, I, you know, I've seen weird things that don't, they're they, the way they fly are weird. But the biggest thing I seen was, uh, I was, it was really late one night. I was in my, my apartment building. I was younger. I was in my family. And, uh, I heard this noise that was just coming down and it felt, Sounded like there was a bomb dropping, like something was coming down from a high, high altitude right down on us. And I remember going to look at the window because I was so like, what was what's going on? And I remember when I looked up right about like 20, 30 feet above my building, we're the top floor. I seen this. It was like an oval. Um, you know, those hel- like the oval helicopters from like Vietnam. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like that without the propellers, and it had it had like a green uh, and a red, and there was like some other there was other colored lights on the side, and I remember it it's, it it didn't make any noise at all after after like the the coming down it made no noise, and I watched it go over my building slow, and then once it went past the tree the tree line, it came right back in the same direction. Like as soon as it disappeared from the tree line, it came right back almost like it was in reverse. Like it was like, it didn't turn around. It went completely in reverse backwards. And it was one of the crazy. And then it went back over mine. And that was one of the craziest things. I I, I have the date written down somewhere in an old calendar because I remember just being like, what is going on here? Right. But it's, um, you know what do you what do you think what do you think the, the the relationship is between a UFO or an alien life form and our government? Let me see. Here. I think I muted you. It's uh, Ray. Yeah. Have we talked about Have we talked about what 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 the what you think the actual relationship is between a UF the UFO aliens and the government? Uh, no, we haven't discussed it. What's your take on that, my friend? Um, okay, does the government know they're real? Yes. Have they had contact? I believe so. Have they been lucky in that they have not uh, encountered anything that has been uh, negative or aggressive? Yeah. I'll have to say yes, they've been lucky in that way. I'd like to think that um, maybe a nudge here and there from uh, an extraterrestrial to try and put us in the right direction has been given, but uh, what the government does with it, that's a different story. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a weird situation. It's like, 
they came here and everybody you, you want to think that alien life would be good people you know good organisms and they wouldn't be they wouldn't have any bad intention but you can never quite fully fully kind of uh come to grips with that being reality whether or not it is or isn't and it could it could also that life form could also be corrupted you know if it's not it would have to understand an alien life would have to understand if it was dealing with our with the governments that the governments aren't exactly the best people. I mean, they are the people that you would have to deal with. What other? There's really no other. They kind of run everything, so you'd have to go to them. Um, but they, the alien life would have to know, have to know that there was the you know they were dealing with bad people. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, sorry, we got disconnected. <laughs> oh, no problem, no problem. Yeah, we're I just was, ta- yeah. I, I was going to say we would hope that they're advanced enough that the reason they give very little information or selective information, particularly uh, to governments, is they recognize, have observed, and recognize the nature of man, the nature of institutions and power. So, like I said, they may give a little bit of nudge in a certain direction, and then see if we respond to that or if we keep doing the crazy things that we keep keep on doing yeah it's true yeah kimberly we were talking about um believing in the part the partnership if there was to be a partnership between humans and like a unidentified like an alien species you know do you think they'd be in cahoots together and if so i mean a lot of people think that uh, we always assume that alien alien life would be friendly, you know what I mean? But like, it's quite possible that they they they're not they're not friendly. And you also got to consider if they are like in cahoots with our government, our all the governments. There, there isn't really a, gr- a great government out there, you know what I mean? Uh, so, you think that that would corrupt an alien life form dealing with our corrupt governments? Well, I in my personal opinion, uh, why would we think that? They wouldn't be anything different than what we are because you've got you got good people, you got bad people, you got neutral people. Yeah. And with all of the the stars, planets, and different um, dimensions and universes out there, why would you not have a mix of all of it? Yeah. So you could have you know it's all according to who. Uh, look at uh, a good example I like to use too is uh uh the treaty that was signed by the presidents. Uh, Truman knew about it. It was Mm -hmm. passed down to Eisenhower. Eisenhower had, what, two, three meetings? And then Kennedy knew about it. Apparently, he signed off on the the Serpo. And Johnson knew about it as well. All All the presidents afterwards have kind of knew about uh the interactions with uh, the aliens, only they're not, let's say, privy in everything quite as much as what they once were because of the temporary position that they hold. Yeah. You You familiar with the theory that uh, knowing about the aliens is what got Marilyn Monroe killed? Yep. Yes, I do. Yeah, you believe it? You follow it? Oh yeah, it makes sense. Oh, for sure, it makes sense. I mean, um, she even there was even a, a reporter that knew all that too. 
She had mm-hmm. already talked to somebody. Yeah. Well, that's that's what that's what wrapped her up. You know. Well, and that's another thing that kind of I feel kind of wrapped up Kennedy as well, because he wanted the people to know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as much as he signed off on the you know on the the human exchange program. Uh, wasn't that really, I mean, he signed off on it, but they could have done that with or without an agreement irregardless. And who's yeah. to say that that's not going on anyhow? Yeah, he was ruffling a lot of feathers. He, he, that's got to be one of the biggest conspiracies of all time is what actually happened with the JFK thing because there's so many loose ends and there's a lot of folks and organizations that have like uh, to gain, you know what I mean, from him no longer being in the mix. Well, not only that, but you have probably some that most likely are still alive that know the truth about all of that as well. That was probably there at the time. You think it'll ever come out? Nope. And if it did, not, you people not unless you have a deathbed uh, con- confession, I'm and sorry. those are usually your true ones. Yeah, very of a very credible person, right? Because there's been people that have done the deathbed confession of the JFK. You got a lot of those. Well, not only just of the JFK, but of anything, especially anything to do with um, knowledge of UFOs, aliens as well. Uh, that at that point they have nothing to lose. They already know their destiny. I'm waiting for Courtney Love's deathbed confession. <laughs> Are you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'll see if it comes. Um, yeah, the, what else you like for conspiracy? I know you guys talk a lot of conspiracy theory stuff, too, which I, we love over here. What, what else are some of your other favorite uh, theories out there? I don't know. Those are kind of like my toppers, actually. Yeah? Those are kind of like my toppers. Uh, we just did um, we did something about, uh, what was it? The... Um, Mojave Desert incident. Oh yeah, refresh, refresh us on the Mojave. Desert. Oh, it was uh, Dave and um, geez, I can't remember her name. Dave Hess and his wife. Uh, they were having uh, they were just going to have some quiet time away from the kids. They just they had some uh, little children. They were just going to take some time out for themselves. They decided to uh, plan um, a, va- a little mini vacation uh, for, at a campground, but the campground ended up to be full. So they, Dave said, well, let's take plan B. So they went out to the desert thinking that they were going to have a nice quiet time and, you know, be able to spend it under the stars. They got their campfire all ready and everything. And he had spotted something in the sky moving uh, out from behind a mountain. He didn't say anything to his wife. And uh, it moved back. He had already had previous UFO experience. So he kind of knew what he was seeing. And um, after a little while later, she started seeing um, a few things going across the, the desert about a mile out and she pointed him out to him and that's when everything started and they started seeing what looked like they thought was parachuters 
they were dropping out of the sky. And next thing you know, they've seen red eyes. There, they were hundreds of them, hmm. if not thousands. I forget exactly what the, I don't have that. But um, they were getting closer to them. And it ended up that they looked like little monkeys, you know, monkey-type beings. Hmm. And, um, yeah, it was different. What do you think that would have been? you think that was an alien thing or, like, a crypto thing or a demonic? I don't know. I mean, I mean, there was a lot of things that really came through with that, too, because first it came to be the like the little monkey type creatures like crawling all over i mean they were all on top of their um their camper as well i mean they were coming out they were surrounding them <clears throat> excuse me they were surrounding them and then there was two uh beings two uh light beings that showed up and um Dave was getting a little bit concerned. He had his gun, but it was like he, you know, he, he mentally, you know, I don't know whether he was getting it uh, telepathically, like, you know, that's not a good idea. Mm. So he thought twice about that, and then all of a sudden they seen like an angelic being um, come down and basically, you know, that they were going to be okay and everything, but they could feel after a time they had uh, loss of time, they felt like their vehicle was being pulled, yet it was, you know, like it was parked but being pulled, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you could feel the ground in that. Mm-hmm. And then, but yeah, I think that they might have went through an abduction uh, issue. Yeah, I mean, because you, 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 sometimes you don't even remember it. Like a lot of people come back and they remember things, and that's why they say they're abducted, but. You know, there's a lot of cases where people it just gone and back so quick and not, like nothing ever happened. And then the after effects, maybe they find something in their body or something like that um, to kind of have the story all come back to them, flooding, come flooding back to them. That sounded very like demonic I, with, with the with how like they were they left when like almost a holier or a, a light came down. I almost feel like maybe they, they, it was chased away by a positive or a holier thing. Which makes me think like a protection. Yeah, which makes me think it's some type of demonic force. I know there's you know interdimensional things. You know some sure. people, some people claim that uh, Bigfoot Sasquatch himself is an interdimensional thing. And when you said those small monkeys, uh, uh, Bigfoot popped in my head because he's just a big monkey. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, there's I, been uh, times where you've heard reports where you, if you. Um, that people has either seen a uh, Bigfoot and then seen a UFO or vice versa. Yeah. And they, they make the connection between the two, you know, yeah, that would be I, a good one to see for, I, I would like to see a Bigfoot. I really would. For sure. for sure. He's one of the biggest questions of it. He's the missing link between, you know, I was just going to say that. I was yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, if it, if, if you were to subscribe to the fact that, you know, there are different dimensions, or biz- like bizarro worlds, if you will, um, it would have to be, you assume there would be some species that was like a mixture of animal and human, you know what I mean? It's not too far off from now, like clone, they, the way they clone and stuff, and people say time isn't 
times a circle. It's not like a straight line where like, you know, who's to say the future really isn't the past, you know what I mean? In a weird, weird way. Right, right, right. I totally get you. Because everything seems connected. Yeah. It's not like there's a beginning or an end. It's never ending. Mm, cycles. Everything comes yeah. in cycles. Right. You know, you get into the, um, uh, like all the, the the gods and all that and the cycles of, you know, the, how we got the seasons and all that. Ray's big on that stuff. I would like to. my gr- Now, my grandkids can tell you anything you ever wanted to know about that. I wish I knew. I mean, I have books that, you know, that I'm going to be looking into. Uh, I think I'm just, I'm so wound up in everything else that, I'm kind of like everywhere right now. I do a lot of inspirational writing of different sorts. Um, I do a lot of different writing period yeah. uh, that I have online uh, as well as I do um, spirit writing as well. What exactly is spirit writing? I do the automatic writing. So like, like kind of in the realm of the mediumship where it comes to you and you just write it down immediately type thing. I, I allow my spirit guide to take possession of my hand uh, when I, by asking questions and things like that. Yeah. I've done that for decades now. How do you feel about Ouija boards? You know, I used one when I was a kid and it scared the hell out of me because of the, of the reaction, but, and I've always had that fear and a, a negative thought on it, but in the same respect, um, they are a tool. They are a tool of the trade. They're not a toy like they're perceived to be granted. They're just, you know, but they're a gateway. And, but unless you know how to protect yourself, you know, people don't do that. Protection is number one on everything. Right across the board, everything. Protect yourself always. Absolutely. Or you're asking for problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going into this dangerous battlefield. You know, you get, uh, got to have protection. Absolutely. You don't, because you have low-level entities and energies that are dying to come in and and feed off to get more energy only to become stronger. Yeah. Not protecting yourself is a sign, a a lack of believing in what you're going after to begin with, I feel. And not only that, but having, um, having somebody with, uh, uh, low self-esteem, uh, being mentally ill, having different issues, Mm -hmm not protecting yourself, you're only asking for bigger problems. Because, you know, if you think it, if if you think that you can't be affected, you're wrong. Latch on. Oh, yeah. And not only that, but they can detach from you and attach to somebody else that you love or care about that was innocent all along. And only because you were negligent and ignorant not to make the initial idea to protect yourself. Somebody else is going to suffer because of it. It's a very scary truth right there. Yeah. If people, 
you know, if people thought more about that, me and Ray often talk about, you know, the protection thing. And if people thought more about it, you know, that's a good example of it jumping, jumping to a loved one or something like that. Because a lot of people, they'll watch the TV shows or see a movie or whatever, hear a podcast and they'll go, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm going to do that next Saturday and let me try and find a hotspot for this bad, you know, maybe negative energy or maybe the, you know, ghostly adventure. And then uh, they find themselves in some, some house where 50 people killed themselves or something. It has an ungodly awful energy of right. depression and sadness and absolute torment and horror. And uh, they're going in there mocking the whole thing and it tags along and, Wants to do a, it wants to cause a little ruckus when it gets back into your home turf since you just invaded right. it. You know what I mean? And not only that, but stop and think they could attach themselves to a child. Yeah, I mean, you often when I, you, you often hear in stories of paranormal and such and demonic, where you'll hear a, a child's voice trying to welcome you in. You know, where they try to trick people. You know what I mean? Right, because they yeah. they they can mimic anything. You know, they, there's a lot of the children and older folks see them because it's almost like they're they're, they're trying to. They know that they might might be the most uh, most likely to kind of wander and and go go curiously. You know, whether it's a it's a grandparent trying to help maybe what they think to be a grandchild or another kid, or it's a kid thinking that it's their friend. You know what I mean? Luring the them most vulnerable. Yeah, the most vulnerable. Those are yeah. Those are the most horror. Whenever we have somebody on talking about like uh, a paranormal thing or a possession or something weird like that, and they bring kids into it to a degree where I know a couple episode, a couple interviews back, there was somebody talking about a girl that they kept seeing in their backyard, and then it turned out that they went went missing, um, and like got the whole backstory on it. But like, there's a there's a there's a whole bunch of stuff where like. There was a house that they used to always uh, go by, and whenever they went by it, there was a little girl saying, like, hey, come here, come play with me type deal. Um, yeah. And, and it's, 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 well, you got to figure these demon and negative energies are the lowest of the low, you know what I mean? So that's what they would try to, they would try. There's big, uh, I, I, I assume that a child's uh, light or soul or whatever you will is a lot juicier than an adult's because it's more pure, you know what I mean, in that, in that Absolutely. Energy, energy realm, you know. Very dark, very dark. Well, when you talk about uh, protection, yeah. my, my personal belief is not only, let's say, if you're going to go investigate or if you're going to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to cleanse and you've got to protect yourself on a daily basis, particularly if you're open, but anybody should anyways. Yeah. Because you're, you're always susceptible and you take a very, I mean, the energy in the society right now is crazy. Any building you walk into, you don't know what is there, any place you go. And you must keep your balance and keep yourself protected because you never know what's going to happen. And it should also be part of your life, your life so that if you claim to be seeking some sort of enlightenment or if you claim to be trying to live better, that protection uh, is going to help you get there. It's going to, it's going to keep, because I really believe that the dark side, uh, when it sees someone trying to break free and expand their, their horizons, their mind and their soul will really attack that person. And you've got to protect yourself. Absolutely true. I just got in talking to this, uh, talking about this on a podcast that I did yesterday on um, 
uh, oh, uh, chakras and things like that with the protection thing. Even even though uh, we have family, sometimes we have to protect ourselves with family as well. It can be negative. Family can be a very negative thing, even if they're trying to be, even if it's coming from a loving place. You know what I mean? Well, uh, you have, like, I'm a highly sensitive empath. Mm-hmm. You also have dark empaths. We've met a few and of those, them. those are very tricky. They will be, they, they can say they're sensitive in that, but yet they work that on the reverse. They work it towards their their uh, advantage, and I know this because I've had to deal with one before. I didn't know what they were before. Do tell. So they're, they're it's a very attractive thing. I mean they they are. It's like a narcissistic person. Mm. And that's the best way I can I can explain that. But they're they try to make you believe a certain thing, but yet they're doing it only to um, empower themselves. It's not it's not to help you. It's not because they feel you know empathy. It's because they're manipulating you through empathy. Yeah. But yeah, I realize that there are a dark empathy, and that's that's something that you got to watch too. Call them psychic vampires. Oh yes, for sure, they are. They are the psychic vampires. That's for sure. They will suck the life right out of you. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be on the lookout. There's, you know, it's quite a weird yin and a yang out there in the positive and negative energy aspect. That, that floats around us, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, there's no there's no rhyme or reason sometimes, you know what I mean? Unfortunately, the things that happen. But uh, one day at a time, right? One day Absolutely. at a time. Absolutely. Well. well, Kimberly, we thank you very much for being on the show. Is there anything else you wanted to kind of talk about and discuss? No, I I appreciate you guys asking me on. I appreciate hey. it very much. It was a wonderful time. Great discussion. We'll have you back on again in the future. We like to make friends and uh, do reoccurrences. Like Absolutely. Ghosts. Like ghosts. Is there anywhere you want anybody to go take a peek at your podcasts or your shows or your Facebook pages or anything? Well, I have my own. Uh, I do my own thing on uh, Not So Paranormal. I have a mix of everything. It's not just, uh, it's about everything. Yeah. Because the paranormal is a period, purely an umbrella for all things that really can't be explained, per se. Mm-hmm. So I'm there. My writing is under, again, in my own words. And I'm on Dark Lo- or Black Lotus. Are you familiar with Dark Lotus? The band? No. There's a group. There's a group that I, I that I, I've listened to in my days called Dark Lotus. I didn't know if there was any tie into it. 
No, that was a slip up. Oh, purely. It, it happens. It's wet out today, so it, it can, you know. There you go. <laughs> well, everybody get out there and support Kimberly and Black Lotus Media, the shows, good folks over there. And uh, yeah, this is a great episode. We'll have you on again. And thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Hey, Bye, Ray. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Another great, uh, another great interview on the Mostly Ghostly Show. You know what I mean? Um, what did you think, Ray, about those, the, the Mojave Desert things, those, like, little monkey things that would jump, like, almost parachuted down with the red eyes? What was your take on it? Uh, could be alien. Um, I I lend myself more to thinking maybe interdimensional or yeah. uh, creatures in that in that way, and then uh, you could say that um, kind of like that so-called angelic or positive thing is kind of like the uh, gatekeeper coming in saying you're okay and rounding them back up. Yeah. Uh, to put it in kind of crude terms, but that would <laughs> you know that that's a possibility. Yeah, I think it's one of those deals. It has like a phantasmy feel to it. Um, but yeah, I think it's that it's that weird dimensional demonic thing, you know what I mean? These beasts, these like cre- creatures, you know what I mean? That's what I vibe with it. Almost like a demonic half half human, half animal. Uh, don't, no, I don't want to be too hard on the animal, animals saying that that would make them demonic, but... I catch that, uh, a vibe of that, you know what I mean? And to go with the whole Bigfoot thing that people think that it, it's an interdimensional species, then by all means, if I'm going to subscribe and agree and believe that Bigfoot would be an interdimensional species, I would have to believe in these things being the same. Now, with the red eyes, it goes back to the thing that you've talked about with the lighting at night. Could be that. But uh, if it was this dark energy, I feel like... Um, Maybe it, 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 it shows itself as what people think it would be, you know what I mean? Or what people can accept in their head. You know, for all we know, it's a weird smoke or, or who knows what it is. And then we just see it a certain way, you know what I mean? So we can comprehend it. Um, and then that's why our brain creates this weird demon-like thing. Uh, who's to say? And I, I do think that they could do that. It's it's quite possible for that. You could just, if you really break it down, all they really have to do is be able to have the technology and the power of some crazy drug that can make you hallucinate, put it in the air around you, you breathe it, and now you're seeing whatever it wants you to see. You know what I mean? So it really could be anything. It's one of those things. I think it's another one of those big mysteries that there'll never be a full answer until... It might not ever be a full answer on that unless they actually sit you down when you die and say, all right, open your ears. We're going to tell you everything that anybody ever wanted to know, which I, as a kid, I used to think that's what death was. I used to think that when you die, you get, you get to go and learn everything. All the things you ever want to know, you get to learn. I don't know if it's that way anymore. I think it's more, you're not going to be even concerned with those things that you want to know. There'll be so many uh, new opportunities and weird things going on when you die that you're not going to be concerned with, you know, the worldly questions, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, as a kid, I always thought that was a deal. Like you're all knowing. You maybe you are all knowing, you know what I mean? Cause you're all one with the universe and the energy that, and the truth would be within that energy, I assume. So uh, you wouldn't know, you know what I mean? Like that. Think of the question and you, rem- you know it as if you lived it type deal. You know what I mean?
Would you like to say anything in closing, Ray? Uh, no, not, not really. Uh, while you were talking just there, I was just thinking that, uh, well, two quick things. One is even many, many indigenous peoples talk about a multiverse. So multiverse is also multiple universes. Science is trying to get to that. We're talking multiple dimensions. Science has looked at for ages. So if you're talking extraterrestrials, Bigfoot, even a spirit world is another dimension. Yeah. So there's an interplay of all these universes and dimensions all around us all the time. And to say that we never interact with it is uh, foolish. Yeah. We're, we're, we're living in one and we can breach into the others. As for when you die, knowing all the answers, uh, maybe we don't want to even think of the questions. Because if we start asking all of these questions about our life, maybe we'll trap ourselves and we'll be into a reincarnation to answer those questions. Maybe it's all about letting letting this life go and moving on. That's true. That's true. Imagine that. Oh, no. That's true. You got to be careful. But that was another glorious episode. Uh, for everybody out there, if you liked this episode, check out more episodes of Mostly Ghostly wherever you're listening to this. Uh, check out the Facebook page for Mostly Ghostly. Um, check out our YouTube page, Boombastic Media YouTube page. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to get you some ghostly videos up there soon. And uh, anybody out there that wants to support in the financial, uh, the financial world of, of all the shows, we have a Boombastic streaming uh, Patreon page where if you go on my page, you can find it in my headline, my little, in my little profile, you'll see a little Patreon thing. Click on that. Um, I'm going to try and get them on. I'm going to put them on the shows. So preferably if you get on the shows, you should see it too. But yeah, support, support. Everybody needs a little support in this world. And uh, you'll always get our shows for free. Don't worry. We're never taking anything away from y'all. Um, but there's all types of cool perks. Uh, advanced, you can get things early. You can get more inco- uh, more interactive with the show. Um, all types of really cool perks. You know, we do the film thing, like we said before. Uh, so we have web shows, podcasts, films, a whole spectrum of cool stuff. And everything's summed up and lumped into that one streaming thing. So for different tiers, you can get uh, different things. And you could have everything. You could have everything your little heart always desired. Always desired. So with that being said, we thank y'all for the support. Numbers are doing great. We love y'all. Appreciate it. Thank you. Keep on listening. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell everybody. You know what I mean? And with that being said... We'll catch y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly.